Hello, welcome to Books with Benefits. I'm Jada. And I'm Cassidy. And today we're going to be talking about Gothicana by Runix. warning this podcast is not intended for anyone under the age of 18 trigger warnings this book contains explicit sexual content recommended only for 18 plus mentions and contains scenes of suicide murder and death mentions of mental illness and neglectful parenting mentions of sexual assault and mentions of human sacrifice and here's the goodreads summary for gothicana an outcast her entire life, Corvina Clem is left adrift after losing her mother. When she receives the admission letter from the mysterious University of Barrenmore, she accepts it as a sign from the universe. The last thing she expects, though, is an olden, secluded castle on top of a mountain riddled with secrets, deceit, and death. An enigma his entire life, Vad Deverell, likes being a closed book but knowing exactly everything that happens in the university. A part-time professor working on his thesis, Vad has been around long enough to know the dangers the castle possesses, and he knows the moment his path crosses with Corvina, she's dangerous to everything that he is. They shouldn't have caught each other's eye. They cannot be, but a chill-inducing, century-old mystery forces them to collide. People have disappeared every five years for over a hundred years, and Corvina is getting clues to unraveling it all. And Vad needs to keep an eye on her. Interesting. <laughs> now, that was... <laughs> now that we've read that, I kind of think it's, um, that description's kind of funny. Well, I don't think the description sounds as interesting as I think the actual book is. No, it doesn't. Not to me, at least. No, it doesn't. That does not read like a like a smutty book no no and it is smutty (laughs) it is way way smuttier than i thought yes me too okay let's rate this bad boy okay do you want to go first or do you want me to go first um well i mean overall i gave it five stars same um i think we Um, both after we had read this one we were both like oh my gosh absolutely obsessed yeah i rarely give five stars i want to say i've probably rated like six books five stars she is pretty ruthless you're yeah you don't you don't really do that often i'll give out fours yeah if i really like five is like (laughs) i I do think it was it was funny because i know i didn't come into this one expecting to like it as much as i did i didn't either i mean it was it's Considered, like, dark academia, which is already my vibe, but I didn't think I would be, like, obsessed with it. And I've read two other books by this author. Oh. And I like them, but I wasn't – I want to say I maybe gave them, like, three stars or something. Wow. So, yeah, that kind of surprises me then. Yeah. I the writing know. in this book is what really did it for me. Yeah, it was super good. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. What do you have for smut? Okay, Smut, I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. <laughs> oh, we're right on it with this one. This, uh, 
nothing like crazy in the smut they just the smut scenes were just good yeah they were pretty good i like it wasn't something that i would like the smut i don't know i don't know how to say what i'm thinking right now that like the smut is good in this book and it's consistent with the characters but there are mm-hmm. books that i've read that i have enjoyed the smut more which is why it didn't get a five it didn't get a five for me just i i don't think i would have changed anything about it it wasn't like super frequent it wasn't like this book was overwhelmed this much right yeah 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 i definitely agree what'd you give it for kink kinky i gave it 1.5 oh i gave it a two so we're pretty close i had it at two and then i went down just because honestly I mean, it has the, like, student teacher, but mm-hmm. I don't really consider this book very student teacher-y. No, because he's technically not even really a teacher. No, he's, like, 28. She's, like, 20... Thir- How old is she? 20, 23 She's older. Or yeah, older than, like, normal students. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I that agree. That one. I want to say... I think there might have been some light slapping. Yeah, I, feel like I think I so too. Remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really. Nothing's sticking out though, so I agree with you. Yeah, so that's just how I did on Kinky. Um, as far as fluff goes, where was your mind at with that? Okay, I gave it a two point five. Oh, interesting. What'd you give it? I gave it a four. Oh, you gave it a four? Yeah. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me say why I, I had given mine a 2.5. Okay, okay, okay. Because the fluff in this book isn't what I really consider fluff. Okay. Like, the the amazing writing in this book is amazing, and it's beautiful. I would consider it beautiful, not fluff. I get what you're saying, but to me, it's still fluffy. I know. Well, that's why I got two. I mean, I had 2.5, not a zero. Oh, my God. You just like some of these quotes. Once we get into the quotes, I'm going to defend myself. So no. And I, I agree with that, too. But it like it didn't give me the fluffy vibes of like, you know, something super cute. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, that's just so cute. That's not how I felt whenever I was like reading it. That's fair. I was I was just I'm maybe envious of the romance, like the romance is is everything it's so, it's so good <laughs> it's really good um what about okay so plot wise what were you thinking i gave it a 4.5 oh me too i <laughs> <laughs> i really liked the plot yeah i did too yeah and good there's a good plot twist yes yeah we love a good plot twist it's very atmospheric. And I feel like a lot of the times you pick up on plot twists. So I was surprised when like you when we were reading it and you ended up not yeah. picking up on it. I almost always know the plot twist. Yeah, and then I'll be reading it and she's like, You just wait. <laughs> but she didn't pick this one up. No, I didn't I didn't even see this one slightly coming. I didn't even have an inkling of what what the plot twist was. I can't wait to talk about it. Um as far as spooky, what do you think? I gave it a two. Well, I gave it a two point five. So, honestly, I can see giving it anywhere from a two to a three, maybe even a three point five. Yeah, yeah, because it is very atmospheric. Like, 
some of her dreams were kind of creepy now that I'm thinking about it. I could have rated this one higher in spooky. Yeah, but also for some of the stuff we've read, like, I don't know. I feel like this wasn't the spookiest. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of kind of shadowy dark themes. And, yeah. And spooky forest. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, I just, so I definitely agree. Um, okay. If you're going to read this book, which you should, read it now. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. So go pick it up. Go read the book and come back and we're going to talk about it. And I'm sure you're going to want to talk about it because this is, there's a lot happening in this book. So There's a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so go pick it up and we'll see you in a minute. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about this plot. So there's a girl named Corvina. Um, she's grown up with her mom, and she has had kind of an interesting childhood. Her mom was kind of absent due to, um, it's alluded to that there's been mental illness. Her father has uh, committed suicide when Corvina was young. And Corvina gets, uh, also Corvina was homeschooled growing up, and she gets a letter inviting her to a college, like a special college that will pay her tuition so she goes um mm -hmm. it's still kind of alluded during this time like that her mother's not in the picture really a whole lot anymore so mm -hmm. after that um corvina goes to this crazy college and it ends up being this massive castle with uh like a interesting students with all kind of troubled like, backgrounds. Yeah, very troubled backgrounds. But this school, this like college castle is dark, a dark academia lover's wet dream. It really is. It really is. <laughs> I will so say good. one thing that made me laugh through this book is the use of the word beautiful. I highlighted it because it was, I think it was overdone a little bit. But um, like I was like, come on, do you own a thesaurus? Like you said that, but honestly, I, it didn't like register in my mind. It stood out a lot to me. A lot. So maybe I'm just a psycho, but I should just <laughs> control F and search and see how many times it's in the book. But I I don't know. It kind of stuck out to me. But nonetheless, the place is gorgeous. She gets there and she lives in a dorm setting with a girl named Jade. Jade kind of uh, talks about her past roommate who committed suicide there. And it was kind of... Like There's a lot of suicide in this book. Yes, yes. Lots there of really it. is. Tons of it. And so. <laughs> tons of it. <laughs> tons of it. There is. There's lots of it. And everyone do be killing themselves in this book. God. Um, which is horrible. So the roommate talks about how her past roommate killed herself. It was really traumatic. Uh, and then she goes on to talk about the horrible horrible things that have happened at this castle and it takes Corvina a little while to get more knowledge about them but the problem about the roommate that the past roommate that the that her roommate Jade had had um god that, that was and they that were was, roommates and they were roommates that was mind fucky there for a minute um but so she talks about how that roommate was sleeping with a teacher um and his name was Mr. Devril. Yeah. Uh, hot as hell. And hell, the silver eyed devil. Silver eyed devil. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> and so 
we figure out that she was supposedly sleeping with him, then killed herself. So there's not a whole lot more backstory at that point. And so Corvina ends up having a class with Mr. Deverell. Uh, and then they kind of make eye contact in class. And then Corvina uh, wakes up one night, hears someone playing piano in her dorm. She follows the piano because she's a psychopath. And Mr. Deverell <laughs> is in the top tower of the dorm playing piano. Uh, mm-hmm. That's their, like, first encounter outside of the classroom. Um, but that was before she had been in class. Yeah. Um, so she, at that point, she doesn't really know who he is. And then she sees him in class, and she's like, oh, well, shit. Well, she, she figures because of the, the silver, silver streak yes, in his yeah, hair yeah, yeah. and his eyes and stuff. Yeah. But it's even worse when they make eye contact the next day. Um, so she ends up being in his class... Things kind of progress slowly, but you can feel that tension building between them, and there's something there. Uh, mm-hmm. They have lots of run-ins, like in the library. That old, that's a good one. Um, and so they end up kind of falling for each other. He ends up taking her to town uh, to deliver a letter for her grandmother, and that's like the first really intense mm-hmm. scene between the two. Yeah, and during this time, I mean, she's developing a group of friends at the college with Jade, her roommate. Um, mm-hmm. I already forget a lot of their names, Ethan. but <laughs> is is Ethan. Travis? Did I make that up? Oh God, I'm really bad with names. Yeah, Cassidy's the worst. Jade, the Jade, the guy that she's seeing is is that Travis? Maybe I think it, it is. is. Um, there's another guy in the friend group. I don't. I think it's Ethan. I wish maybe (laughs) i really yeah we don't remember names but she's developing friends which is the plus yeah and a lot of the friends are kind of telling her a lot of this lore of things that have happened around the college she takes a lot of morning walks and goes into the woods and she's found this pond which a lot they say like don't go in the woods and she's like i'm going in the woods like hey 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 I'm going in the woods uh no second thought oh it's not it's not Travis right it's Troy it's Troy it's just Troy came. okay okay see honestly to me that doesn't even sound any any more familiar than Travis <laughs> <laughs> um so she's going in the woods they tell her kind of the stories of um or did, did they call them the slashers yes I think so yeah that's right um the slasher so it was this group of people they were students at the college a really long time ago probably like 100 years ago or something yeah and they would find sacrifices from the local village or village like the local town the local, i guess no, it might I think, have been i think they did kind of call it the village okay <laughs> it's like me and am i like really aging this no. story <laughs> um so they would make their sacrifices and they right. say that all the ghosts that kind of haunt the area and the reason why, well, the people from the college found out about the slashers and then they like stoned them, like killed them. And they say that these ghosts that haunt are not only the victims, but also the slashers themselves, like wanting spooky. to get revenge on the people who killed them. Ah, spooky. Yeah. And... Kravina also sees all these like shadowy things 
in the corners of her vision. And also she hears voices. We didn't even bring that (laughs) up. Yeah, she hears voices in her head. And that's consistent. That's through, like, the whole book. Um, But so you eventually learn um, through, like, her discussions with uh, Vad and about his life. Vad is Mr. Deverell. I don't know. Did we specify that? Um, He has, like, a bajillion names, like Silver-Eyed Devil, Mr. Deverell, Vad. There's some other ones, too. Like, Devil... (laughs) Yeah, um, badge. Badge. <laughs> <laughs> so just fun things there. <laughs> um, but so he ends up like they obviously get close and um, kind of just become, you know, sig- significant to each other. And then mm-hmm. so she's like talking about her life. He's talking about his. You learn that Corvina's mother is like in a mental hospital, essentially. Um and that's why she sends her letters and stuff. Um, also, you figure out that Vad's grandfather, right? Yep. Is the, like, was, is like essentially the founder, one of the founders or something of the school or that his family is. Yeah. And so yeah. his grandfather has died mysteriously, mind you. Um, A.K. Vad killed him. Anyway, A.K. Vad pushed him down the stairs. And <laughs> Word. Stopped him. Because <laughs> Vad was like, "I'm sick of you, Grandpa." Well, he killed. Well, he killed him because the because Grandpa was, was like the slasher. leader of the Slayer. Like, slayer. was it, was it Slayers? Or, actually, now that I say Slayer, I think that sounds more right. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, crazy what happened with that was the grandpa was like the head of the slayers mm-hmm. and he was kind of like i feel like he was like date kind of with the witchy yes, girl yes and then when people at the school were finding out he kind of like turned on him and he was yeah. the one who led like the army it of the crazy. students who went and killed them yeah so that was nuts it was nuts so vad killed yeah. him and yeah. that's uh, that's all speculation, but he definitely killed him. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we learn all these things. Um, Vad is eventually like, I'll do whatever it takes, you know, to keep you around at this point. Because Vad's on the board for um, the school and, you mm-hmm. know, has a ton of money and things like that. So then one of the guys in Corvina's friend group kills himself. Yep. Um, Jump, like, jumps steps right off, off same the... building as like the other. Yeah, yeah. Roommate. Real spooky. Just jumps off in front of everyone. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, and so then his brother, the boy's brother, comes to town, mm-hmm. and he's like some kind of investigator anyway. Um, yep. and he's trying to figure out what happened to his brother, and they're all just wanting to call it a suicide and end it. Um, but he's kind of not really not convinced, and neither is Corvina, and they make that clear kind of to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, Corvina, I think, is a little nervous. She kind of suspects Vad. Um, well, I think a lot of people are suspecting Vad, and she doesn't want – she never really suspects him. But it's, right, like, kind of but... in her mind of, like, maybe, but no, I trust him. Right. I think it's just that, like – voice in the back of her head kind of like what if it is um yeah and she she does ignore it which is a good thing um but i mean also the 
actual voice in her head keeps telling her to trust him. Right, yes, that he's okay and that there are yeah. other things she needs As, to... Yeah, the voice the in her voice. head. Anyway. Named Mo. Yeah, yeah, that's named Mo. That's funny. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Um, but yeah, so then, should we talk about the plot twist? Well, kind of like a lot, a big part of this book is... There's this ball that happens every five years. Every five years, someone goes missing or multiple people go missing and they never be found or they're dead. And in my opinion, the idea of this book is they're trying to kind of solve the mystery of what's happening to these people, figure out the where the bodies of the victims from the slashers were, which they do find. All before, like, the ball happens. It is kind of weird, though. To... That doesn't come up until, like, halfway through the book. Like, the finding of the bodies, like, or the actual yeah. concern for, like, those yeah. things. Because, I mean, they talk about it, but it's never, like, we need we need to do something about this until. Yeah, and it's more so just Corvina, because, I mean, like, she's kind of hearing voices of what you can assume <laughs> to be these yeah. dead people. Because she's crazy. And. Yeah, so she's kind of, like, giving people clues, like, these investigators and bad clues of, like, you need to look here, you need to do this. Right. Because I'm, like, hearing these dead people. Yeah, and they're all, um, like, uh, what? Yeah, so you're still trying to figure out who is killing these people. So then the night of the ball happens. I can't believe they're still having this ball. I know. Yeah, they still have it. <laughs> Gosh. And then one of the girls, one of the preppy bitches from... Yes, the preppy bitch. <laughs> the school goes goes missing, so they go on a hunt for her, and then obviously, then you can't find Vad for a while, and we're like, "What the hell happened to him?" Right? Where's Vad? Yeah. And then so then they all go searching for him, and then Corvina gets whomp, knocked out, <laughs> dead, and clocked. Then wah wah wah. Guess who wah, it was? Wah. <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking Jade. It was, it a was roommate. the roommate. Oh my god! <laughs> what a crazy plot twist, bro. Oh, I know. And she is so good. Like that character is written really well, to where you feel bad for her. Like there's so many bad things that happen to her. You're like, damn. Like this girl going through the ringer. And, and I then... really never suspect. Like, I really wasn't even that suspicious of her, to no. be honest. Honestly, I would have to go back and read to see if there was anything that I missed. I mean, there are, like, the parts where she's trying to keep her away from him. and um, But even still, like, it's not I enough. Know. It's not enough, you know? Like. I know. It's really not. Because then she, and just, I, she comes off as that concerned friend. I really wasn't even expecting it to be a real person. It was. Me I neither. thought it was going to be something spooky. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a spirit and they were going to have to like exercise something. Yeah, like that little house in the woods. Spooky. That was so spooky. I thought it was going to be like a demon or something. Nope, they do just be killing people. And Jade, it wasn't even the real Jade. Nope. It, it was, was, she She killed the real Jade and she's this random crazy bitch. Jade. She's the granddaughter, daughter, daughter, something of that witch from the original Slayers. Spooky. Yep. And she wanted Vad. And her cousin. They were related. And they were cousins. And they were cousins and she wanted to fuck him. And it was disgusting. Not good. Not good. <laughs> so that's the plot of the book. 
Um, yeah. The kids- Honestly, it's a lot better than I think we made it sound. Yeah, we did a bad job with that. <laughs> but please just, I hope you read it already. So The that- writing makes it so good. Yeah, the writing is what pulls us in. So you want to talk about that now? Yeah. Okay, so I have like 100 quotes from this. So where do you want to start? I have like 49. I'll start with the first quote in this book that made me actually fall in love with it. Uh-oh. So I am a literal book whore for good writing. Yeah. That, oh, nothing gets me like good writing in a book. And so this quote is from the time where she hears him playing piano. It's like her first night there. She goes up and see him, sees him playing piano. And, like, when she sees him, this was her thought in her mind. So the quote. Beautiful in the way pain was beautiful, because it tugged at the chest and made something visceral come alive in the stomach and caused blood to simmer in the veins. Enchanting in the way she imagined dark magic was, because it twisted the air around it and and warped the mind and overpowered the senses. Haunting in the way only very few living things could be because it sent a shiver down the spine and cloaked itself in the darkness and fed on the energy around them. Oh, holy shit. Is that a joke? Are you kidding me? That was pretty. I mean, pretty good. If someone doesn't say that about seeing me for the first time, I don't want it. it. Yeah, that was pretty baller. I have that one highlighted too. Oh, it's so good. It makes me want to cry. The writing of the book is so good. It is. It is really good. I mean, Runix did a phenomenal job with this book. It's so good. Really good. Uh, so I have one, weirdly enough, um, <laughs> don't even. Um, <laughs> if for those of you who don't know, that's one of my little phrases, and Cassidy makes fun of me every single time I say it. <laughs> weirdly enough. <laughs> Bitch, I swear. <laughs> um I have one that is about him too, but it's not not really as deep as that one is. But um, it's when he walks into class, um, and I have it highlighted. It's a uh, the silver devil, or oh, I read that wrong already. The silver-eyed devil walked in with a diary in hand, striding with confidence. His broad shoulders back, his wide chest steady his long legs eating up the distance, commanding the molecules around him to shift. Oh, my God. I know. He's so sexy. He is so sexy. <laughs> and then um, someone, like, refers to him as Professor, and he says, you will refer to me as Mr. Deverell, not Professor, not my first name. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Daddy. <laughs> okay, Mr. Deverell. <laughs> So um, he's pretty he's pretty intense. Yeah, one that I have. So this is a little bit later on when they've already kind of had some interactions at this point. And he says and he calls her little crow cuz her name means raven, I think. I love that. Um yeah, so he calls her little crow and he says steer clear of me little crow, he muttered, his eyes piercing, flaying her open. You might be a luring siren, but I'm no ordinary sailor. I'm a mad pirate, and I'm trying to resist your call. If I land on your shores, I will plunder and take away everything worth having. Be very careful giving me those eyes. I just, I, I love that not only, like, 
their inner mono like the inner monologues are beautiful Mm -hmm. but the things they actually say to each other are beautiful are beautiful yeah which i don't feel like that happens as often there was one that kind of made me laugh um it was after they had interacted um and he so she's in another class and he like comes in i forget why he comes in there um and the teacher he's like not yet in the classroom and the teacher's like um miss clem like what has distracted you and then he responds and he says i'm afraid i distracted her dr carrie the deep gravel voice from the doorway made her stomach flip oh my god oh my god (laughs) Jeez. I have, um, man, you're still back in the beginning, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty far back. I'm, sk- I'm skipping to, I'm reading through my quotes and like finding my favorite one. What percentage are you at? Twenty five. Okay, all right, I'm getting there. I'm getting it. Okay, I'm there. Um, oh, I got a good so, one. Eyes, <laughs> I one that I have is, your eyes have such hunger, your soul is starved, and your flesh is famished. Tell me, Miss Clem, do you want relief? Oh, God. my God. <laughs> I can't handle like just reading these quotes makes me want to reread this book, bro. OK, this book was a hand lover's dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell you. So we've already talked about like how much I love hands and fingers and the like. Um, yep. This really, it was A plus because he plays piano and that's like kind of a focal point for (sighs) her viewpoint of him. I have two at like the 25% mark in this book. Um, And one is his hand left hers going to the side to grip her skirt, his gaze ensnaring hers. Okay, first of all, oh my God. And then (laughs) it goes farther. His hand, his big, naked, skilled hand brushed over her hip her thigh, his fingers glancing over the wet, needy spot between her legs, discovering nothing but flesh. Oh my god. <laughs> Not one one. Ah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It is good. It is all so good. I, I was like dying. Like, uh, if this is madness, she whispered almost against his lips. Drown me in it. Oh my god. So I have that one highlighted too. Good. They're just so good. Oh, there it is again. Right after that. Wanted those skillful, beautiful hands to touch them, hold them, play them, and set her afire. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, and we wheel. we do have some good girl usage. Yes, we do. Book. Um, so this was the first time that they're smashing, which I will like this book is a little bit different because she's a virgin. Yeah, which is interesting. It is interesting, but this book does not play that virgin card like so many other books do. Like he's just kind of like, okay, cool. I'm still gonna like fuck you raw in my car. Word. Like <laughs> there's not this like preciousness of it. It's no. just like, okay, you're a virgin, cool. Um, I'm still gonna smash you in my car. Yeah, it's basically like, he's like, okay, good talk, and then they're like, they just move on yep which is good and it was it was a god he's just so hot i can't even get over it and when they're smashing in the car um she hears (laughs) (laughs) mo's voice in her head oh god and 
I'm pretty sure I I didn't highlight what he said, but he said something like keep him or this is a good one. Something talking about um bad. Mm-hmm. And so I have Mo's voice came to her mind out of nowhere, making her freeze for a moment. Her eyes flying open as she pulled her head back, disoriented. Mo, his eyebrows slashed down, his hair wild, untamed, disheveled by her fingers. And he's like, who the fuck is Mo? He demanded. <laughs> Corvina couldn't tell him, especially not then. Who is Mo? His voice got lower as he spread her knee wider in a move so dominant it made her clench around him harder. No oh, one. God, 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 God. I know he's like spreading her legs who the fuck is the word yeah absolutely bro there's one Uh, i have so after that they go like two weeks without like interacting a whole lot um i forget why is he gone maybe something mm -hmm. there's two weeks for some reason um maybe he's just trying to stay away from her i I think think that might be yeah um and she is in the library and it cracked me up because it said suddenly an arm shot out from the philosophy section and pulled her in, slamming her against the shelves in the dark corner of the aisle. <laughs> I'm just imagining that. I think it's hilarious. Like that picture of her being like slammed against the bookshelf <laughs> because he's like, come here. No, he's like, bam. And then his next thing, he completely bypassed her words. I don't know what she was talking about. Has anyone else been in that pussy? Uh, oh i have i have that one and then after he said has anyone else been in that pussy she was like as many as have been on your cock (laughs) oh my god oh my god uh one time he called her like she was telling him how she put her mother in the like institution and she was like kind of saying i mean i would be all alone if i did it and he was like, but you did it anyway, didn't you? You brave, beautiful girl. <laughs> like, oh, God. oh, I know. Oh, I've got a good one. That I think you, you might even have this one. Um, he's talking to her. Um, I think it was right after. Do you remember when he, like, slammed her into a tree and was, like, behind her? I think I'm about – I have one pulled up do that you, I think is maybe I, what you're about to say. Do you want say. me to read it? Yeah. Okay. Um, the I'm in your head? No, it's not oh. that one. Okay. Well, I have – Oh, mine's actually bef- right before that one. Okay. Well, then you read. Okay. Um. So mine – so I'm assuming he did push her or something, and she calls him something like, I mean, you're basically a stranger. We're strangers or something like that. And he says, a stranger, little crow? His lips found her ear, whispering the words right into them. A hand wrapped itself around her loose braid, pulling her head back. Oh Would a stranger know the exact taste of your cum on his tongue? <gasps> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Jesus, no. And, and then, okay, so after that, he says, he's like saying to her, I'm in your head, in your blood, in your very veins. I've claimed you before anything else ever could. Your body, your heart, your mind, your fucking soul, it's all mine. Your hunger is mine to feed. Your madness is mine to tame. Do you feel that? That I love that quote. Oh my god. I that's the one I said earlier. I fucking love that quote. Bro. Ugh. So good. I have like seven different marks of little crow after those. Mm. Like this quote, I just love. 
If I had a chance to kiss you while a thousand ghosts rose from their graves, I would have kissed you. Don't doubt that. Oh, my God. Love that. One thing that we didn't mention was how he has known her for much Uh, longer than it lets on initially. Um, So Vad, we totally left that out. Um, Well, there's only so much we could say in the... (laughs) In a plot summary, yeah. So so long. Yeah, it is a long, but it's what, almost, it's 500 pages almost, isn't it? Yeah. Um, So Vad is, like, had, like, kind of a an interesting upbringing but he was told like at the school he was right it was a school right yeah and there was a witch or it wasn't it was a he was in an orphanage right right okay and, and it burned down. um and it was ran by like nuns yeah and there was this one old nun and she was blind but they kept her there just to be nice and she would prophesize all these things for people for different people and like one of the boys she was like blah 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 you'll eat flames to vad he said she said you'll find purple eyes and you got something about them having to come together and mm-hmm. and fix the castle or so i don't know but and that was at the very beginning of the book too and that was like the first chapter yeah, yeah. and so, <laughs> so you kind of see that scene and then you figure out later that he is looking up someone from his orphanage to figure out that they have died uh in a fire Mm -hmm. which is the kid that was said that she that he said that she said he would eat flames but then he sees another chart and it says something about purple eyes and from Mm -hmm. that point he goes to visit that person with purple eyes is corvina's mother in the little mental hospital and then he sees corvina when he's there and so mm-hmm. he's the one that invites her to the college, which, OMG. That's yep. crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit in this book. Yeah, uh, it's like never ending. Like every time you're like, oh, yeah, okay, so this is going to, no. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, my next quote, I'm I'm jumping forward a bit because I, I read through. <sighs> there's so many good ones, but I got to yeah. pick this one that I really like. Um. So she says, I'm building my castle brick by brick in the middle of the storm, and I'm wondering if the mountain underneath my feet will crumble. She turned her neck to catch his eyes. You're my mountain, my vad. I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know how, and I don't understand why, but somehow I'm building my castle on you. She leaned forward, his eyes blazing, and kissed. He leaned forward, his eyes blazing, and kissed her for a long minute before pulling back. Build your castle, Corvina, he told her quietly as they both watched the view outside. I'm not moving anywhere. Build your castle as fucking high as you want. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's so sweet. God. I have one right after that, too, that um, she says, you're taking all of my first, Mr. Deverell. She whispered quietly as a confession. His arm tightened. I will take all your last, too, Miss Clem. Mark my words. Uh, oh, so my God. Good. I just, I can't get over him. He's so good. Uh, there's two I have here back to back. I the second one is my most favorite quote in the whole book, but the one before it, I ha, I ha, like, I have to read that one too. So he says, "Understand this, Corvina. I don't know how this thing between us changed, and I don't care. You're not alone, not anymore." He said patiently, his eyes fierce. If something like that happens, you tell me. If you need help, you tell me. If you need comfort, you tell me. Whatever it takes. 
I get to be the only madness inside you. You understand? Oh my god, love that! And then, ha ha. ha. This is the one I know. This was <laughs> um, they're kind of it's right after that conversation, so they're talking about this thing between them, and if I mean, if it's something real, if it's something that they're continuing, right? And. Um, he says, this will last until the day roses on my grave stop sharing roots with the roses on yours, he declared. I will have you even in death, little witch. I am your beast. I am your madness. And you, you're my afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, gosh. I, I can't handle. I can't handle. This will last until the roses on my grave stop sharing roots with the roses on yours. Oh, no. I can't handle it. God, <laughs> that's good sheesh god also one time he tells her be good oh my god when someone tells me be good i go <laughs> automatic submissive i'm like yes uh, yes yes daddy yes be good i had some, someone used to tell me that like be good i'm like okay Gosh. <laughs> okay okay yes sir um i have one that is i you're going to have to tell me if you remember where, where this is from. Because I remember the situation, but it's... So, the quote I have is, He pushed his hands in his pockets, tilting his head to the side. A woman I'm in love with. Her heart stopped. What? Yep. I I literally have that one pulled in front of me. Okay. Well, so, can you explain? Because I know it's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, she reads tarot cards. Yes. And... Yes. <laughs> And she is out in the, like, yard in front of the school, you know, reading people's tarot, like, reading their cards. And then he comes up and he says, uh, if you'd be so kind to pull a card for me. She says, of course, Mr. Deverell. She gave him a deliberate smile, one that he knew, one he'd seen on her face many times in bed. What, what is it about? He pushed his hands in his pockets, tilting his head to the side, a woman I'm in love with. Her heart stopped. So did her hands. She heard the gasps of the students around her, shocked that he of all people would say something like that, feel something like that. Corvina felt her eyes swing to her, felt the eyes swing to her and barely controlled her face, shuffling the cards again in his hands. And why do I keep fucking up like fucking pronouns? <laughs> you do. You keep... in, in, her, in her hands that trembled slightly. Not me fucking up the pronouns. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> apart and fusing together as he watched her with all the ferocity. I can't. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> ferocity on his face. What about her? Corvina Car swallowed. Her voice thankfully steady, even as her insides were a riot. I'd like to know if she feels the same. Oh, God. 911. Goddamn. 911. You need to call that 911 for me, bitch. <laughs> I okay, but right after that too, you probably have it uh, close because you're looking at the book. I'm looking at my quotes. Um, and he's like, "Does she? Does she feel the same?" And she's like, "She does," or something, yeah. right? Well, I just that was one of my quotes. I highlighted that whole fucking thing. Oh damn! Yeah, I told you I went crazy with the highlighting. Bitch. Yeah, you did. Oh my god, maybe that's why you have half as many as I do. I know, but they're so long. Oh gosh. There's just so many good ones throughout this book. Yeah, there really are. My next one is, so they're at the ball, which also he 
buys her this gorgeous dress. Yes. For, for this ball. I wish I could. I tried finding pictures because I was going to make a TikTok and include <laughs> a picture of what I thought the dress. I couldn't find anything that I was really like, oh, that's like the dress. that looks like it. Yeah. Um, But also, what is in the air at this ball? Because it's like people it's normal and then all of a sudden like it's like a giant orgy or something yes, i don't understand do fucking the, at this ball i don't understand what, what is going i mean bro on. but um so she they're kind of in like a darkish corner and he you know puts his hand in the slit of her dress and then, you know like, fucking with oh my her God. and um she's holding a glass and she squeezes it too hard and breaks the glass I feel like this this would have been a perfect reveal if he was a vampire. There it would have been. There. It would have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says the glass could have slit your wrist. He said gruffly, his jaw clenching. Corvina gave him a little smile through the pain. Then I would have died in your arms while coming, and what a beautiful death it would have been. God. <gasps> I. Jesus. Then we could fuck in the blood. Oh my god, you nasty hoe. No, I don't ah. kink shame here, but also that's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Slice my titty and then we can fuck in the blood. I'm calling the cops immediately. A psycho. I have a lot of the um like the quotes from like about when he's playing piano. Like I think I, I shared this one with you uh earlier. Um her eyes stayed on the man she loved, watching his fingers dance over the keys in a way so familiar. His eyes closed, his body curved, his posture devoted to the music. OMG. I know, so cute. So cute. I love that. Uh, I know, it's so cute, and I just love it. I love Bad. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> he is precious. Um, so... The next one I have gets to where the crazy shit with the roommate happens. Yeah, yeah. And she's a psycho crazy person. They're on top of the roof. Corvina's over here like, I'm trying not to jump. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some kind of weird like poison. Yeah. It's like from this these leaves from this tree that's nearby. And if you blow the powder, you can like mind control people, which that's a little bit which, of a, of a fetch. <laughs> Um, but she's like, he was mine. And <laughs> Corvina's like, your, your grandfather is the same. He's your family. <laughs> and then she said, he's mine. We both have devil blood in us. That makes us strong. He's the devil of the castle and I'm the devil's breath together. We, like, we would the... be a force to be reckoned with. We could leave behind a legacy for our children. What the fuck? What the fuck? This girl doesn't go girl... off her rocker. I know. God, Corvina doesn't need to be in a mental hospital. That bitch does. Good thing she's dead. I know. God. Uh, then I just have like a couple more at the end when. Well, I have one that was before the okay. crazy stuff. Yeah, go for it. When they're looking for the other girl. And he's like, they decide to split up because that was the only way they could like search things quickly. Uh, yeah. And now I found this kind of funny. So he's looking at Corvina and he says, I don't care if a bat frightens you. You fucking scream. 
got me. Okay. <laughs> now, yes, the idea of this, like, phrase or whatever, yes, I like that. But the way <laughs> it's written this time makes me laugh because I don't think he would ever say, got me. <laughs> got me? You got me? <laughs> you got me? I think it's how you read it. I, I <laughs> but that's how it's written. I know, but I don't know. I don't really. I just read like, got me. Like, yeah. You fucking hear me, bitch. Now, I would have much rather he said that. Do you hear me? Like, <laughs> okay, that would I make. Hear, yes. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Like, got me? Oh, God. <laughs> it's not good. Not good. I don't know. Well, and I have one. Do you. You might have this. Um, this is like Corvina's inner monologue. Um, and it's, what percentage are you at? Where are you reading at? Oh, I'm all the way, I've skipped to like the end. I know, but what percentage? Like 97. Okay, I'm 93. So let me let me read this one real quick. Um, and she had is a- it ha- Is it Help Me Mo? No, 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 no. Oh, that one's from 93 that I really like too. Oh, well, you, you go ahead. You read that one. Uh, there's another one, and like they're really struggling at this part of the book. Okay? Yeah, bro, everyone's fucked up. They're really struggling, and so she's like thinking in her mind, like, "Help me, Mo." She begged to the one voice who had been her constant companion throughout the years, not knowing if he was real or an illusion of her mind, not caring because it gave her hope for a second. And he said, "I'm right here with you." He said, giving her the only thing he'd given her, his company. Oh my god, and. Whenever he's just like, Mo is like, I'm right here with you. I'm like, Mo is like a voice in her head, but also I love him. Oh my gosh, yes. I think it's Mo's, really sweet. I always wondered if it was like her dad. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think it could be. I, I The one I have, it's it's near that. Um, She's like thinking to herself and she's like, and she had to find Vad and tell him he wasn't evil, that true evil didn't wear it on the outside for the world to see. True evil was insidious. Damn. I like that. That's very good. Do you have any uh, My, I have like two little ones, and these are my last two ones. Okay. Um, and if someday she truly did forget him, he would remain her mountain and kept and keep her blooming with everything he felt for her. So that was... So context for this quote, she could potentially one day have like full blown like schizophrenia. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And so and he is aware of this. The doctors have told her this because she kind of has like a mental breakdown after all the shit, all the shit that happened. So she's she's literally in the institution for like six months, I think. Yeah, she is. It's a long time. And then so. This is him thinking, and if someday she truly did forget him, like how his, how her mother is, he would remain her mountain and keep her blooming with everything he felt for her. And that is like, oh my god, so sweet. Um, and then I mean, I had to end on this one. He says, "Little witch," he kissed her softly. You'll leave me when the roots of (laughs) roots of the roses on your grave. Dot dot dot. Leave the roots of the roses on yours. Like they said it to each other. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so child. Fucking roses and their roots. Fuck me up. That one's so good. I the one okay, I would I would like to end with this one and I think you 
I think you would echo that. Um, who am I? He prodded, knowing his back and forth always eased her mind when she got scared. My devil, she murmured, and mm-hmm. my madness, and my mountain. Good girl. He gave her the praise he knew she loved and watched her cheeks flush. Oh, my God. God, it's so good. It is good. And I know we didn't talk a lot about this smut because, I mean, there's so many. That's other, what I'm saying, like, though. Quotes. The fluff. The fluff. I know. And I, and I completely, like, if there was another category, this would fit more into, like, some other category for me than fluff. Like romance or, like. Like, just. True love. Like, fucking good literature yes (laughs) yeah good writing although some people will be like literate like this is like what the hell (laughs) uh but uh so good also though the smut in this book is really good it is we didn't talk about it a lot but it is really good but i stand by it though if you're like someone who likes plot and and smut and like cool plot twist this is a great book yeah if you like really good atmosphere oh yeah for sure if you if you don't like a lot of, I mean, world building, a lot of atmospheric content, a lot of visuals, then you might not like it as much because there is a ton of that. Yeah, there is. But I do think this is like the perfect book that balances the the side of not spooky, but a little creepy. And then um, I would say, you know, it's got the romance. It's got the atmosphere, just like you were talking about. It's got all that. This is the perfect book for right before Halloween in my opinion i think it's yeah it's dark but it's not it's not like scary like you can't dark academia bitch it is pretty good this is right up your alley where it's at i know it's it's this like the best dark academia book i've ever read okay you hear it here folks the best dark academia book she's ever read that's a lot although but i don't know that's that could, that's a very subjective statement. But this has, you said it. This hey, has smut in it. I know. It's pretty good. Hey, well, maybe Dark Academia book with smut. So maybe. Yeah. But I do. I mean, regardless, I think it was a phenomenal book. I agree. Hats off to Runix for this Ugh. awesome book. Mm-mm-mm. Um, On our next podcast. Yeah. We've got uh, nope. next weekend. We've got a. A podcast coming out talking about um, A Soul to Keep by Opal Rain. I know that sounds a lot like the one we read first, Her Soul to Take by Harley LaRue. Um, but this is very different. Very different. Um, and I think you guys are going to like it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yes. we got a lot of stuff to cover in that book. So We got, like, back to back, we got some bangers. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. So come back for that one for the weekend of Halloween, and we will get that out to you guys. We can't wait to hear your feedback on what you think of Gothicana by Runix. Books. Books with benefits. Are you going to say goodbye? Oh, no, I thought you were going to say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> and then I was going to piggyback. Oh. And then I was got sad because I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to say goodbye. No, this I was waiting on you to say goodbye. <laughs>
you. Okay, so I'm not going to cut this. Uh, I'm just going to leave it. Folks, now you get to hear the raw audio of what happens when we're trying to say goodbye to everyone. Um, So, Cassidy. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to see y'all later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Goodbye, bitches.